Broadcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana. USA. You're listening to Forgotten Favorites. Forgotten Favorites. On the Worldwide Legend. Hi, this is Pam Stevens inviting you to join us each week for the Legend Country Club as we bring you three hours of classic country music. Join us this week as we go back to 1971. But I won't mention it again. I won't think about tomorrow. To the Legend Country Club with me, Pam Stevens, Friday from 6 to 9 p.m., right here on the home of forgotten favorites, the worldwide legend. You understand that, you It's Coffee Club time! for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Rieckert, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good 
Coffee Club Wednesday morning to you. I hope you're doing well today. We're hanging in here. Um, it's 9 o'clock, just a little bit after, and welcome to the Coffee Club. We've still not rested up from our weekend, but we'll be talking about that here in just a moment. It's time for me to welcome the members of the crew in. Let's go to Dave and Chris in Altoona. Well, we're here and we're doing well. It's a little chilly here this morning, but they say it's going to warm up. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Um, We're supposed to warm up. We warmed up a little bit yesterday. It was chilly for the previous two days, and it was just kind of cool for this time of year. But uh, you're hanging in there then, right? And it's National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. Well, then, I think everybody ought to have a peanut butter cookie, even if it is sugar-free or the kind that you make with the holes in the bottom of it where the sugar and the calories all go out they all go out i mean that's that's a cool thing let's go to uh, one of my favorite spots albany new york jeff how are you this morning well i can't complain every day i breathe and wake up and it's a good day we're gonna have a nice day today our where i live in the apartment complex owners do a picnic once a year for all the tenants in the complex, and they're going to have that picnic tonight. Hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken, uh, sausage and peppers. They have vegetarian burgers. They have salads, macaroni salad, potato salad, you know, coleslaw, the whole bit, and they always have a great dessert menu as well. So I'm going to enjoy that later on tonight. That starts at about 5 o'clock and goes for like three hours. They have a DJ. They have a photo booth. They have a little of everything for everything, and they open up the pool for all the, all the tenants and guests. So it's going to be a fun night tonight. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. What about Tim in Minneapolis? How are you doing, Tim? Pretty good. Um, hope my coffee pot isn't making too much noise here. But uh, anyway, you um, have to have coffee when you're on the coffee club, if you know what I mean. Um, got uh, really nice weather, about high. It's around 70 here today, so should be a perfect day. It should be a perfect day. This is good for June the 12th, is it? June the 12th. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Have I missed anybody on the regular panel? Jennifer. Oh, my. Yeah. I could be in big trouble. Jennifer, how is Jenny doing in the in the downstairs office? I'm good. Um, tomorrow, it's only going to get to 60 here. 60? De- Whoa. We've got cooler weather coming in. You got anything? Yeah, for June. Do you have anything going on? Oh, I have utility bills to do after the coffee club, and I think maybe I might have to break down and do a directory or two one day. Do that kind of stuff, and I've got some shipping for you to do. And so we're we're keeping busy here. Um, let's say hello to the. Some of the other members online here, Mr. Uh, William Levy in Chicago. Bill, how are you? We may have to unmute him. Hello, can you hear me now? Oh, okay. yeah. Can He's I there. hear I you can, now? I got it. Doing all right. We're supposed to have uh, uh, somewhere in the mid-60s a day and thunderstorms out this afternoon. It was nice yesterday. We cut grass, or I did cut grass stuff yesterday. And I'm still recuperating from the long weekend myself. Yeah, it, it takes a few days to get back to normal. Let's um, go out to New Mexico. And do we have Joe or Ellen or? Well, well I'll. I can never tell. Well, try one of you guys. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good morning. Hey, 
Just a second, let me turn off my earpiece. Oh, okay. Go ahead, um, Joe. Oh, oh, hi. It is uh, 66 degrees, and we're clear. Part of cloudy skies up to 87 today. Well, very, very good. What about you, Alan? Things okay with you? Yeah, we're doing doing good. Um, just gonna. We've been busy doing working on our second book and stuff, and stuff like that. And we got choir practice tonight. You know, we're just we've been gearing up for the ACB convention in July. So, you know, right. just kind of plugging right along. Just keeping busy. Well, thank you very much for the report. Speaking we have a 412 here, Bill. Oh, okay, yeah, that's... Uh, I that would be me. Oh, That'd no. be Chris. Oh, no. Oh, you, oh, must, yeah. be, you must be out in Pittsburgh, Chris. Okay. I okay. am. Chris I am is in still Pittsburgh. still remote here. Yeah, we're, we're having a nice day today. Going to be a nice uh, day for us. We're going to go out with uh, DJ Doug and his wife, Chris, and our friend, uh, Kitten Connie, and we're going to go out uh, with them tonight for dinner, and then I'm going to come back and listen to the Bruins and the Blues uh, play the, the Stanley Cup deciding game at the TD Garden tonight, and uh, so that'll be good and then um it's also today being uh, june 12th the 25th anniversary of the oj simpson um saga beginning that was oh. the night that they found uh, the bodies of uh, uh nicole uh, brown simpson and, and ronald goldman and so certainly there's been a lot of talking about that and that was that was really quite a, a thing, story you know, what for, day was what story day did that break on do you that remember? was a sunday sunday night yeah but uh, i mean you wouldn't here in the east we wouldn't heard about it till monday morning it might have broken like late night in the in uh, los angeles and the West Coast, but that by that time he'd already fallen to Chicago, and all the craziness was going on. But uh, it really showed the racial divide in this country and how deep it was. I mean, we'd had the Rodney King thing the year before and so forth, but it really showed the racial divide and something we've never really overcome. Because I went to, I was so shocked. Uh, I was telling um, Linda and Kathy this morning. I went to a party the next year, and the black people at the party were saying that they didn't think he did it. And all of the people I was talking to, who were the white folks, thought that he did. And you know, and I still do, but I think most of us do. But it's just, you know, they the fact that he had the money to bring in all the heavy guns that he did trumped the fact, and and he was black, but the black people didn't care about that. I mean, that jury, I would have felt a little railroaded. I think, you know, with all this big uh, yeah. money coming in on his side, you know, jaws well, off. To see what, what look what it did it, it put at the time the original court tv on the map and they, they covered that extensively and uh, i think that was the most watched cable channel over the, during the course of the trial and everything oh, else absolutely of course it was covered on cnn it was covered on the networks it was covered every you know everywhere and it was i remember our new england cable news our little new england uh, thing was doing it so yeah it was like it, it was a real a real soap opera i mean people for like a year had this thing to watch uh, the trial started actually in january and didn't until, as we know, October 3rd, when that shocking verdict came down, at least shocking for me. One of the things that we notice about that thing, and I don't, I don't want to pr- pr- prolong this, but is that, is that, yes, he won the battle, but he lost the war in the process. The, the Goldmans and the Browns, both families sued him, and he was he had, he had became essentially penniless over the whole thing. And then he made other mistakes in his life afterwards, like trying to steal his artifacts that he said belonged to him, and he got in jail for that one, for more more hassles with, with the law. So he certainly didn't come, he didn't come out on top in, in the end than this whole thing either. No, and the interesting thing would be if you ask the jurors now, 25 years later, and having observed what happened in his life, uh, you know, since 1995, since he was acquitted, whether they would probably still say, well, now he was being hounded by, you know, the authorities, and they were going to find anything wrong that they possibly could. That's probably the way they would look at it, where we look at it, and we might say, well, the guy was obviously guilty. Look at all the stupid jerky things he did. He was a real jerk, and clearly he did it. So I think it, it 
it just shows that we, we have two different perspectives that we look at things at as, as a country, which is really scary because we're, you know, we have enough division between among the white folks, let alone uh, a whole other component of people who don't see things the same way as, as often, uh, as often we do. So it's really kind of a weird situation that really came to focus at that time. I think we were complacent before that trial. I think we thought that things were pretty cool. You know, we had civil rights legislation, we had public accommodations, we had affirmative action, we had a lot of things going. And I think the 90s was when we really realized we had a lot more work to do in this country. Do you well, remember? Well, then he had the nerve to write oh. that book if I did it or whatever. Here's how. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that kind of tipped well, it Well, and the, the big line used to be, remember when he got out, he was he was on all the guys. He said, and he said, I'm going to hunt. I'm going to find the real killer. I'm going to take. And everybody would see him, a photo of him at golf course. Well, he, I guess he figures the guy's always at a golf course because he's always golfing. So I don't, I don't know. Do you remember that Friday night? About yeah. four days later when he went on that drive when he was supposed to turn yeah. himself in. Oh, yeah, they what, had that on TV. I remember watching what, that on What TV. they did was they split the screen. The Knicks were playing Houston at Madison Square Garden in the NBA Finals, and they split the screen, and they had the Bronco chase on one part of the screen, and they were doing play-by-play of it. Bob Costas was doing that as the host of the game, and uh, they were explaining where they were and what they were doing. And then on the other part of the screen, they had the basketball game. It was, it was a crazy night. I didn't know if you remembered that, and essentially he walked away free from that. What do you, do I recall? Did he have a gun to his head, or was somebody driving him? Yes. Um. Oh, what was his name? Al Cowan was his name, and he was driving. And uh, yeah, he 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 was threatening to. You see, the whole thing is he had a mentality of somebody who was guilty because he was he took off to Chicago. I mean, though I know Chicago is a nice place, but like I don't normally on a Sunday night decide I'm going to take off to Chicago, you know, and fly halfway across the country. And then he did that, and then he's he's running around like he's he's running away. Now, now again, the black folks would probably say, well, when the white man's chasing you, you run, whether you did anything or not, because there are people and we know about it with black lives matter and everything that you know they're they're caught because they're driving while black or walking in the wrong neighborhood while black that does happen so folks would would, that didn't hurt the jury you know in a a jury that we would be on we might say well why was the guy running all over the country to to avoid the police if he didn't do anything why didn't he just stand up and and fight for his rights well uh the, the folks on that jury would say that didn't matter because he was running because he was black well, we got Joe raising his hands here. Let's just say one thing before we get to Joe is I, I, I don't think that Lance Ito, who was the judge in that trial, really handled things very well. And I, he showed himself to be, I think, rather ineffective as a, as a as a judge, Chris. And maybe I don't know if you'll agree with that, but he just seemed to me to be very ineffective. And uh, I, don't, I don't think he was probably the best. Yeah, judge. there were more sidebars and conferences and things. They didn't have anything worked out. And I understand they had uh, like six lawyers on each side. I get that. It was it was a real crazy you know you had oj's team and and the prosecutors and all but i mean it was it was a crazy trial it wasn't handled very well it took so long i mean the people up here uh, we had commentators of course and i'm sure they did in other parts of the country lawyers who would come on the the news radio stations and talk about it they're saying this trial took eight months he said we would never have a trial that long here we would make it move along that you know yeah i think you're right i think that that was the feeling that uh, judge ito was really uh, not aware not really clear on how he wanted the trial to go and and because of the lack of direction, it, it made it a lot longer. And just remember, Chris, as, as Johnny Cochran said so poignantly in the trial, if it does not fit, talking about the glove, you must right. acquit. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. And, and that's what you do to a jury. You get a tagline. What they did was they got a tagline. It's a wonder a rap song didn't come out and probably did. If it does not fit, you must acquit. They probably Somebody probably did use it in a rap song. Okay, we got Joe. Go ahead, uh, actually, uh, Ellen, go ahead. It's, 
Yeah. Can you hear me? Go ahead. Just go. Uh, go ahead. Hang on. Go ahead, Dylan. Well, we thought she was there. Well, what happened to her? She muted well, she herself. She muted herself. She muted herself. Well, you okay, know, well, we got one good thing out of that trial. We got Marsha Clark as a pretty good author. Okay. Sorry yeah, about well, that. What were you going to say, Ellen? And I was just going to say, I remember that chase. I saw that chase, and what I thought was so weird was that it was a slow chase and not a fast chase. I'm like, it's like he was in no hurry. Well, it actually was interesting because L.A. has been known for crazy chases. They they have their helicopters. The reason we had all the pictures, they're equipped for that out in L.A. They cover chases like crazy on the news channels and, and put them on the preempt shows to show chases. So that was an unusual thing. I don't know why that he did it as slowly as he did, but it was a chase. Uh, so I don't, I don't get it. But a lot of them have been really wild and crazy that they've had in L.A. before. Well, I think it was very interesting. And, uh, and of course, I've, uh, we've got the New Court TV, Chris. And uh, if you listen to that, that's a very, very good channel. I think it's a lot better than the original Court TV if you get to, if you get to listen to that. And right now they're doing another race, uh, trial that could be racially charged. Uh, his name is Winslow, basketball player accused of numerous sexual cl- crimes. There was a mistrial on some of the verdict, and he was convicted of others. And that's going to be an interesting thing because on Friday we're going to find out what's going to happen if they're going to retry him on the charges that there was a mistrial on. So keep in, keep in touch with that one. Uh, his name is Winslow. He's a football player, um, if I'm not mistaken. So now, could could Chris get uh, the court TV on his Victor stream, or would he have to? No, that would be probably a website. It's a video channel, but you can go to courttv.com and you can click on the stream, and you can watch the watch it on television. It's available on Roku, Fire TV. It's available on some cable systems, and as available as a sub digital channel on on regular television stations. And it is a free channel, so you do not have to pay extra for it. I wonder if Comcast has. You don't know if Comcast has it on the regular cable. I don't cable. know that. I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I don't. I don't know if they have it. But if you go to CourtTV.com, you can find out what cable companies have it. There's a link that says uh, where to find Court TV, and you'll find it there, Chris. There was a new one that came on. Uh, well, it's not new. They have 179 different news sources or local channels, and it's called News On. And they made a big announcement about them being now on Fire TV. But Jeff. It is not accessible, as we know it. Uh, every, everything has a graphic look, num- with numbers and letters, which mean nothing to us because they're, they they didn't all tag the graphics properly. A lot of these apps are really websites or, or web pages that they build into apps, and this with this one definitely is not accessible. I have it on the Roku. It definitely is not accessible there. It's available on the iPhone. It definitely is not accessible there. And on the iPhone, it puts you into a landscape view and it gives you a visual map of what to listen to. But when you try to, you can't you can't click on anything or push any any buttons because it's all visual it's all graphics so the, the, it won't work with the iphone either so maybe we have to do some writing to the folks at new not news on to see if we can get that fixed so yeah, that, that's a good thing but unfortunately it just will not work but it's i can make it work on the iphone from time to time but it's yeah not, i can do the same thing but it's it's not a, a it's given. not a bill i'm just giving you a time check it's about nine twenty here about nine twenty. we're going to yep. do something you guys are going to start hearing something new on the legend so get prepared for it broadcasters too heads up once we get the transition and everything completed and we're getting a little delay from tune in but um we will be playing mandatory spots every hour and that's because of our licensing thing and we could pay extra money to opt out of it but we don't have the extra money so um you know 
we just don't have the extra money it takes to make the Legend commercial free. And it's an extra $35 a month, but there's just so much that we can budget to, you know, the process. And so each each hour you will hear up to four minutes of spots. Now, some of them will be public service. Some will be, you know, your GEICO, your whatever, you know, it happens to be for the day. So we're going to hear our very first one right now. You're going to hear a set of two minutes, and we'll be right back after this two-minute spot. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Well, we survived that little two-minute spot, and you will see those twice an hour, uh, and it will be ported over to the automation soon enough. But and there will be a, a rotation of various and different ones, so you can look forward to different ones every single hour right here on the Worldwide Legend. And now, Jeff, where were we? See what happens when you get to Well, we were talking about the, the O.J. Simpson trial, and we were talking about a bunch of things. Oh, right. By the way, and the, and the news on it, anyone... Uh, uh, want to shop on Amazon, by the way? Well, one of the things that Amazon has, if you don't have a credit card because you don't have credit, they have a credit card for people who don't have credit, and it's a secured credit card, and you put up $500, and you can shop at Amazon, and the more you pay your card on time, you can eventually get out of the secure card mode and get to a non-secured credit card, but that's what Amazon is doing to get you to shop. One more thing at Amazon, 
Amazon, and I've not, it's not available in my town where I am, but in some areas of the country, Amazon was partnering with restaurants to do food delivery. That is going to be a thing of the past. They tried it right now. It has not worked well for them. They're having trouble competing with DoorDash, Grubhub, Eat, Eats24, and all the various other food delivery apps that you can have on your iPhone. Uh, it ended in Britain uh, just a, a while ago, and now it's, end, it's coming to a quick end in the United States. However, Amazon is not out of the food delivery service. They are buying a, a piece of a food delivery company in the United States kingdom and if it works out well for them expect them to probably buy a stake in one of the food delivery companies that we have on our iphone as well just a little bit of useless news well you know but it's important news because you know i mean there are people who do need to pay i i will tell you an experience i ran into this weekend is being the alumni president of course i had to do a lot of intervening and people going to the desk to to check into the hotel without a credit card. Okay. Well, hotels frown upon that and you actually can't check in and some people don't understand that. Um that even if you paid your bill off in cash, they need to have something on deposit or they hold back like fifty dollars. I guess it varies from hotel to hotel. Um and we had to intervene and solve some of those problems. Anybody ever ran into that problem where you go to a hotel and you notice a little extra charge on your hotel? Oh, yeah, they always put something on there and then take it off. Take it off, uh, you know, after you right, yeah. check yeah, out. I see that. That's common. I've seen that happen before. Uh, but these people didn't realize that, that you can't go to a hotel unless you have a credit card or debit card in order to check in. Um, there must be some people that don't ever go anywhere. Yeah. Well, they, I think some hotels will take cash, but it's getting rare. It's getting more rare these days. And you want to reserve a room at a hotel, for example, like next year. If I, if I if I were to go to the alumni thing and you said, well, it's going to be at the hotel. And I, you know, decide that like a three or four, maybe five months from now, I, I reserve a room. They're going to they're going to put it on my credit card and then they're going to hold my credit card for that particular amount of money. So I can't I can't not pay the rooms. That's uh, that's bottom line. How did they reserve reserve their room in the first place, though, if they didn't have a credit card? Um, you know, I think they might have used somebody else's credit card. I'm not sure, Chris, to to tell you the truth, um, how they did that. But I just know I got called in because maybe they used a credit card, but it wasn't good. I have no idea. All yeah, it could have expired because I, people forget sometimes if they were reserved far ahead and then their credit cards expire, they forget I'm, and they don't realize they've got to... Uh, you know, update if they're going, yeah, to, going to use it. I'm, we I'm, have a raised hand for my, I believe it's Jerry. Is that who I'm, I think Indiana, it is? Or? Pennsylvania, yes. We, I think it's Jerry. It could be Joe, but I think it's Jerry. <laughs> no, it is Jerry. 724. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, we're having egg bakes for breakfast today, but that's beside the point. And this hotel thing, uh, yeah, they want, I remember one time I went to a, uh, a men's conference in Reading, PA that our church has, and we stayed at a Best Western. And uh, the guy that, I, that, that took me, he registered for like, uh, he, he got the hotel room, you know, we just had to pay him for uh, and, and all that. When we got there, they wanted his, uh, uh, his driver's license, his social security number, uh, his uh, credit card number, and all that kind of stuff. 
Well, that's common. You don't you, you don't rent a room in a hotel without them wanting a driver's license or a non-driver's ID. I don't know about I don't know about the social security, but that is quite common. I can't tell you how many times I've been in hotels and they mandatory they, it's a mandatory thing on their, on their part. They want to make sure that they're renting to, that they're not going to get screwed out of money, Jerry. So that's that's why they do that. And so. it not only happens in hotels, but if you make an order for a grocery delivery service, whether you do it by phone or whatever, they're going to mandatory charge your no. credit card for more than what it is and then take it off. I don't know right. if that's right. I mean, even Instacart does that. They'll bill your card for the groceries you buy, but they but they pre-bill your card for an amount above and beyond that because what happens if your grocery bill gets higher you know or, 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 and so they do that as a protection for them by the way maybe you could talk a little bit about you did a lot of work at the alumni as, as president of course and arranging things talk maybe you could talk about the how you had to process credit cards and how that all worked out for you well we or i got a what is called a square reader which is a terminal which you can actually set your ipad down in it and I used, I attached a, you know, one of those wireless keyboards to it. And I was able to accessibly take people's credit card. There was a swipe machine on it. And I just put the credit card down in and it, you didn't have to type in numbers. And I was able to accessibly um, do their credit cards. Now I will say the next time I'm also going to find a pair of, those Bluetooth headsets because it gets a little hard to hear in that room when you've got a lot of people coming through or whatever the case may be. But credit debit cards have definitely taken over the way we take money. Actually, this square is so well set up that you can actually take cash, though it's not deposited into the bank, but you can actually show a payment or give somebody a receipt that actually walks up and pays cash. But we learned at the alumni that you have to be able to be able to take payments. One of the things that we did also this year for the very first time, and we couldn't have done it without the able assistance of Michael Law. And Michael's in class right now, or he could defend himself. But we were able to stream our alumni convention this year. That was a first for us. And it really went over well across the country. That was one of the things that we're kind of the most proud of, Jeff, that and now this material is going to be going up on the web to where we'll make them into podcasts, but people could hear the opening ceremonies, they could hear the roll call, they could hear um, Bernie's speech on Saturday, um, a speech from the superintendent at the blind school, and our variety show and the Sunday morning worship service. So it, it it kind of put a spotlight on how we do things in Indiana and some of the election process and that type of thing, which leads me to a question. Some of you guys have experience with blind schools, or I think Chris maybe did not go to one, but how does your school, do you actually go back to the school or... Ours, it just got so expensive. We just couldn't do that anymore. I mean, it just wasn't feasible. Uh, you know, the superintendent says we're welcome, but what he didn't say, it comes at a price tag of $15,000 for the weekend. 
I can tell you in New York now. I'm not really a part of it, but I'm involved with the uh, with the alumni group on on the on the email. But the New York Institute for the Blind does have it at the school, and they do open it up by you know open their arms up to us to to, to go. However, a lot of most schools for the blind because they're not just only schools for the blind do not do that anymore because of the liability insurance issue. I know that uh, in in Columbus, Ohio, in more and more the alumni is being told they really they really not as welcome at the school as it used to be, and some other schools are just not allowed. It because of the because of the liability and the cost involved. I know Perkins. Uh, they do it every year, and it's actually coming up this weekend. And uh, normally, it is the Father's Day weekend, uh, right after the graduation. And uh, we've gone. Kathy and I have gone. Kathy's a Perkins graduate, so we've gone a few times. And and uh, they they do make uh, make it available for people to uh, stay overnight. And then, but I think they've shortened it to one day. I think that it used to be Saturday into Sunday. Now I think it's just basically on Saturday. They end with the banquet on Saturday night. But um, Massachusetts, being a small enough state, and most people living in the greater Boston area a lot of people take uh, the ride our public uh, you know our our uh, paratransit into Perkins and stay for the day and then come home so it's you know it works pretty well for Perkins and I don't know what the charge is for the folks who do stay overnight that have to go a, a distance but um, they do have it every year I know some of the alumni have it other you know every other year or something like that Perkins does have it each year the biggest problem with all of it at least for Perkins I know is to get the younger people involved because a lot of them are, are multi-handicapped and have other disabilities and may not be able to pick up the uh, pick up the ball um, because when Massachusetts in the in the 70s went to um, more people in public schools, of course, fewer people went to Perkins, and the, those who did tended to have multiple handicaps. So it's going to getting harder for Perkins to find the folks who can really um, handle something like this and keep it going. Jerry, you have a you have a comment. Yeah, at, at Overbrook, uh, as of last year, now I'm born, uh, I don't go anymore, but I have a lot of friends that still go. Uh, you could stay at the school um, Friday night, and I think they want, want you to leave on Saturday after the banquet, but I don't know, you know, if that's going to continue. And they have a lot of, they have a, a one-day thing mid-year that's similar to what uh, Chris was talking about, where you go um for the day, it's on a Saturday afternoon, and you come back home. Trouble is, uh, people have to travel a lot of distances. Anybody else um, have any comments, Chris? What do you guys do, Arkansas? You went to the Arkansas School for the Blind. What did you guys do in Arkansas? Well, they used you know? to go back to the school. I don't honestly know if the, I have not been since 1983. So oh. I had heard that they have stopped going to the school in part because it was expensive, but also in part because people were so rowdy when they got there and they tore up stuff and so forth. And then I'll get oh, to that point. Oh, how could you say something like that, Chris? I'll get Black to that point. I'll like get to that, that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that point in just a moment. Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say in uh, Minnesota, we used to have the overnight thing at the school. Now we just go for Saturday uh, starting around, well, we get registration starts at 8.30, and then we'll go until about 5 o'clock. And, and does the school welcome you guys with open arms, or are they also getting to be like other schools? They just don't want to deal with it anymore. How's that? How is that working out with the School for the Blind of Minnesota? They're good, but that's the reason we dropped the overnight thing was because the liability and all the insurance problems 
um, it was going to end up being something they didn't want to deal with. But um, and it, it works pretty well. The one day, the one day thing. Faribault is a, a problem with transportation for a lot of people because it's a, it's about 50 miles south of the Twin Cities, and <laughs> if we were to use the um, well, Jefferson bus lines, which is like Greyhound anyway, they, if you go there using Jefferson, you get there at about, um, you get there at about, um, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning and you have to leave to get back home at two in the afternoon. <laughs> so <laughs> just doesn't work. No. What about you, Dave, in Pittsburgh? I know you went to that school. What if, do you know if what they do these days for alumni? No, I've been kind of out of touch with them. Um, they have one every, every year. We know they do a fun day one day in the summer. Yeah. So if you don't want to call in, send me an email to bill at billsparks.org and tell me what your school did or, and you know, how we do that. I think we've got a couple of raised hands. Well, I'm curious, Tim, how do you guys do your elections to keep it a secret ballot and, and move it on? It, it takes us so long to vote. You mean for alumni offices yeah, and stuff? Yeah, for your officers. We, we really don't. We just do uh, an open election, and I guess um, we could, but we've never had a real serious problem with that because we have a problem finding people that want to run. <laughs> we didn't have that problem this year. Um, we had no problem getting people to run, but we had problems... Um, you know, getting the voting done, it takes an hour or two and and those kind of things. The, Are you still still president, Bill? Yeah, I'm still the president. They uh, He doesn't sound happy, does he? Yeah, no, I'm happy about that, but they may not be so happy with me being the president, maybe. But we had a strong opposition there. How, how did you do the voting bill? Did you do the card the way we do it in ACB, which started at Bay State Council, at least as far as I know, with the cards? Uh, pulling the corners off the cards, or did you? Uh, how did that work? Well, they that's actually, what I wanted them to do, but they didn't. They do didn't that. do that this year. They went to a separate room, which was a slow process. The people had to walk across the hall, and they could only let so many go in at a time, and then they had to physically write down uh, the. They gave you cards for each officer, for each office, and you had to write down. You had to put that card in a slate or whatever, and write on that yeah. particular card who you wanted for that office. So it sounds like they couldn't have made it more complicated if they tried. They tried. Yeah. It would just. Bill, we yeah. do have some. We do have some raised hands. I have a nine three seven who hasn't been on the meeting for a while. Uh, that must be Shirley. It is. It is. Go ahead, Shirley. Um, I know you guys mentioned um, Ohio. They just had the one in Ohio. And they have kind of rotated between most of the time it's been at the school. A few times they've had it at a hotel, particularly when they've been doing some remodeling at the school. And different things have come up for different reasons when they haven't wanted to you know, to do it there. They do allow people to spend the night there uh, if they want to. They have it from Friday to Sunday. And um, they just had it actually the, the first uh, weekend in June. So um, the only thing I wasn't real crazy about was they said, you know, there was like a package price 
if you wanted to have any meals there or whatever, you had to pay a package price, which wasn't much. We didn't stay over, so we didn't do it. But it included the rooms and the meals. Now, they did finally at the last minute let some of us pay for a meal, but they had insisted they were not going to do that. Um, you know, prior to actually having it, it was going to be, you know, either you paid for all of it in one lump sum or you didn't. And there was a separate price, you know, for, uh, for registration for those of us who were alumni. My husband didn't have to pay that because he didn't ever attend the school. But, you know, so he was able to go in with me. But this time we had to wear, they had certain color uh, bracelets that they gave you depending on whether you had, you know, bought the meals and whether you had registered and, you know, different things of that nature. So it was a little different than normal. But You know, Shirley, uh, it, it kind of amazes me that all you guys are, are so keyed to your schools for the blind. We're in New York. Why there are a few loyal people, but people aren't as enthralled with the alumni stuff, at least for the school that I went to. And, and you know what? I probably would not even go. I keep saying each time that I'm not going to go back, but I have a couple of friends, uh, one couple that's real close friends of ours in particular um, that always go, and I, I, I think I go more because they're going to be there than anything else. Although I must say that there were several people I really enjoyed um, chatting with this year. There was one uh, kid that I knew from school, and I had just a really great time talking to his sister. She and I compared notes about um, a, a, a health issue that we had been through and, you know, really had a great time talking. So it was nice to be able to do that. And they had some, like on Saturday night, uh, we had this one guy entertain who graduated in 54 and he's been a professional entertainer, um, you know, through the years. He doesn't really do too much of it anymore, but he's just absolutely fantastic. And a lot of people love to go to just listen to him, you know, play the keyboards and stuff. So ah, very anyway. Nice. Well, okay, thank you. We do have some other people who have braids their hands, but thank you very much, Shirley. Sure. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. Okay, who's our next victim here? Jeff, uh, we got Bill in, uh, in, in, in Indiana, Illinois. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, yes, we hear you. We hear okay. you real good. Uh, all right. Uh, I kind of agree that I think... It's, I know it's alumni I was at in Indiana, and Bill was there, you know, we were there. There's too much stress on, i got to go back to school. That's my That's school. That's my school. It's just a building, and, I mean, you go there to really associate with your past friends and that. So whether you do it in a hotel, and, of course, at the school in Indiana, if you went to school in Indiana, you can't drink there. You can't smoke there. You can't run around. They wouldn't probably let you run around the buildings, and... I thought, well, maybe they could do a day tour. But then the way Dirt talked to me when I was talking to him, he said, well, if you came out for a day tour, you'd have to stay in a group. They wouldn't let you wander all over the building for safety features. So it's really, it'd be like going on a, it'd be like going on an outing tour. You're not going to be able to wander around and say, oh, I met my girlfriend at the stairs, or I met this, or I did that, and different things. They're not going to let you do that. 
Well, that's all because of uh, liability issues, Bill. Right, right. That's all, said sure. that. yeah, I know. That's what we're saying. I mean, he and I said the same thing. It's liability. Right. And because uh, I know back in 2014, my wife's family was looking for a place to have a picnic, and we thought about the school just because it was convenient. It had a lot of 60 acres, and we could stay at one end, and we'd put in porta potties. <clears throat> we didn't worry about the building. We'd be way off in the building. But then I talked to Dirts back then, the superintendent, and he told me, yeah, I'll let you do it if you want to, but you've got you to take out insurance, liability insurance. Well, the liability insurance is going to cost us about $20,000 for the picnic. <laughs> Again, no. So there was no way we did it there. You know, he said, sure, you can, sure, Bill, you can have the ground. Okay, Bill, we've got it's one Lin- more. I'm sorry, Jennifer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Linda Davis here, and I'll give it back. But um, at our school, they've been having um, an alumni every other year. And then the fun day they do in September on the years they don't have alumni. And last year we didn't have it, not because of insurance, but because they were doing construction. And they were charging, I think it was $60 a person for the weekend. That's cheap. If you stayed. And that was including everything. That's cheap. We're talking $250 per person per weekend at least. And that's why we opted for a hotel, Linda, because... And we had to bring our own linen. And we had to provide our own food. (laughs) We have Joe, I believe. Linda, do you have anything else to say? Joe and Ellen again? Yeah, that's me. Go ahead. In Alamogordo, our school, the last one that I went to was in 87 and we stayed for the weekend it was nice but now they the school itself has gone under a complete renovation and we the last one that we tried to do we did it at a hotel because we didn't want we didn't have the money for the insurance now i don't know what we're doing now simply because everything is just kind of depleted so you know but that's what we did very okay. good. Thank so, you, Ellen. Jeff, it's time Trey, did you want for... to say something else? Yeah, Linda, did you want to say something? No, I think Linda it was Jerry. Did. Jerry, did you want to say something else? Or Linda, one of you guys? Or... I, I... Uh, yeah, uh, our school, like I said, we could stay the whole weekend. But I was wondering if uh, when... Okay, I didn't go back uh, the first year. We Judy and I were married because... Uh, well, uh, they didn't have a co-ed policy. I understand your wife, your spouse can stay with you now in a room, but before uh, the um, the your spouse, if you were a man, would have to stay in the girls' dorm and and so on. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Uh, we're going to have to take a pause here for just a moment, folks. So we're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be right back. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. 
If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Well, there we go. Bill, we have one, uh, I believe, from Buddy. Uh, okay, Buddy hey. from North Carolina. Check in. Go ahead, Buddy. Hey, hey, Bill. Hey, um, everybody. Um, yeah, our alumni is July 26th, 27th, and 28th. My birthday is the 27th. And it, uh, you get um, $20 a night to, to, per a person to stay there. And uh, the meals, are, I think, are... Well, the whole, the whole package is 210 for both of us. It sounds like a lot, but it's worth it because 22 of us get to meet. And we we uh, go have a person from the library come and talk. And then we go, uh, if we're lucky, we get to view the gym and get to look at the racetrack. I'm, I got to take an iPhone video of that, and that'll be interesting. And I get to take my new Victor Trek, and it'll tell me what all's there. And I can't wait to do that because... It works a lot better than than, than the breeze. It's going to be interesting that uh, we all get to see each other, and uh, we're we're all good friends, and we keep in touch. And uh, it's uh, it, it, it's going to be fun. So we're all looking forward to that. And the, the school's kind of um, the principal's a very nice person. Uh, she makes sure that we all get to stay there. But uh, I think in the future it's not going to happen because uh, I don't think they really like it. But um, I don't quite understand that. Maybe it's insurance. Maybe it's just preference but uh the school has changed so much there are so many buildings and uh, you have to have you can't even get around with the gps it's just building after building after building there's a rehab center and there's all kind of stuff here you um they have to come take you from place to place with a golf cart and i don't know how a blind person gets around now because we used to do it with with a cat without a cane and we could do it with a cane and you could go to point a to point b even with gps you can't do it now because it's just so much um stuff built up and it's stuff here and yonder and it's not um the architect didn't do a very good job of organizing but it's, it's still fun we'll have a good time thank you very much buddy thank you, thank you. it's thank interesting you. to get the different perspectives from across the country you know one other thing as a president and doing from this perspective but one of the things that just drives me crazy in a meeting and i don't know why we cannot make the change and i'm going to before my last term here i'm going to try to make this change a secretary gets up to read a report and it takes over an hour to get done for most clubs that i belong to now um they 
put that, you know, they either send an email out for the members to read, and if they don't have email, then they print the copies up for them to read or make them available in Braille. Why waste a whole hour's worth in a meeting for minutes? Maybe I'm missing something here. We do the same thing in an RECB meeting. Our treasurer's report and our minutes are not read at the meeting. They're sent by email to those who have email or they're, they're, they're given another way and it works out fine and we all we do is vote on them. Has everyone read the Treasury's report in the minutes? Everyone says yes. We vote on it. Yes, no. It's you got done. Any questions, and right. Well, well it depends on how connected you are online with folks. You know, some people don't have email and our chapter happens to not have as much email as some of the chapters, And but our minutes only take five minutes. I mean, what is the secretary doing? They must almost have verbatim written down the entire okay. recording of the meeting. That's, That's exactly They're right. just transcribing the recording of the meeting because their minutes, I had a copy of the minutes she wanted brailed and I stopped at 28 pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I've read minutes for our secretary and they've usually been about five, six pages. Okay. Hey, minutes, I, should never you know, than, minutes should never be more than, more than a page, Chris. I, what I we can do? understand we, that, Chris, but I'm, well, I understand. Braille, braille. Remember, we're talking print and braille. I'd say four or five, four to six pages. What do you think, Jen? About four to six pages would be fine for minutes. Yeah. Well, that, that wouldn't would be, be bad, but when you get past 20... You know, yeah, yeah. And, and I understand your point, Chris, about people not being connected, but provide them Braille but the, copies. But the minutes ought to just be a synopsis. You don't need Correct. to know, well, Joe right. made the motion and Shirley seconded, and then yep. all this just told what I mean, our, our, our good reader. Yeah, our minutes are a synopsis. They'll, they'll say the meeting was called to order at 10 o'clock. There were 20 people in attendance. Uh, the minutes were, a motion was made by Jeff to accept the minutes and seconded by JR. Motion was was approved. Trester's report was read. Motion was approved and seconded by so-and-so. I mean, that's that, that's how our minutes go. They're not, it, that doesn't go any further than that in that way. Well, the, one, the thing that Bill's referring to, you've got to have a good reader, too. The person had yes. trouble reading. That was one thing. It took them forever because they'd have to go back. I don't know how they're reading it because I really couldn't see it. But I don't know if they're reading it off of a uh, off a paper or they're reading off one of those Braille devices. Because I think one time she hit the button and it went back to the beginning. So she had to find her spot. My theory is I'm, I'm not against the machines, but if you're going to read minutes and you're actually going to hit a button and run the thing back to the beginning, you got to go again. Put it in hard copy and read it. The other thing, too, is people have to know their capabilities. And w- whether this person should be the Secretary A or B, be reading the minutes. I've, I've had situations where they've asked me to read something for somebody because they weren't a good reader and they realized it and they, you know, maybe read the resolutions or do whatever at yeah, well, the council. Girl, the girl was a good secretary. I agree that she's a good secretary. But the thing I was when she got ready to read, it was just, I thought yeah. to myself. But the, I, but the I, problem, I though, myself, Bill. But, said, if it was a hard copy, I wanted to get up and say, uh, can you let me read that for you? <laughs> yeah, but the problem, Bill, is that she's not really necessarily because she's not synopsizing. She's not. You don't do the whole discussion that you know. Shirley said this, and Jeff said oh, that. Yeah, you Chris don't said do something that. else. No, no, you don't do that. And that's that's part of being a good secretary. What you do is to get the upshot of it. You say mm-hmm. some people felt this, some people felt that, and we decided X, Y, or Z. You know? Right, right, right. No, in my concern was put it in an accessible format that everybody could read. <clears throat> You know, rather, right. if you can't read Braille, if you can't read large print, then I suppose we can make it, you know, um, available for you. But we don't need to waste over an hour because you don't remember. I, at least I wouldn't from the time to the beginning, but time you get bogged down with with all of that type of stuff. Um, and most organizations do that. You know, they just do that. 
Uh, well, you got a you got a point there. You know, they they just do that. They don't. You know, there's other important business, and it's not that the minutes are not important because they are, but we don't need to make a career of it either. You know that that's just my one of my takeaways, or th- you know. From that, well, it's gone that way you, over the last several years for some reason. It, it yeah, well, I, I agree with you, Bill. It's got to be done different because you know that was I was there. It just seemed like, man, are they ever going to get through reading these minutes? It was like I don't even know. I, don't, I have no idea what you even said anymore. <laughs> I'm not, you know, it, it, it was something. Um, we're just about ready to reach the end of the hour. Does anybody else have anything quickly before we we travel over to Demo Land? Boy, either we're exceedingly boring or we've talked it all out the first hour. But an interesting um, discussion. I'm working on my Android tablet update and demo. I'm learning the Android product, I will say. I'm finally cracking the barrier and getting used to it. It is a... um, it's a whole new system to me. Well, I will say one thing about it. When it's done, it's done very well. But when it's not so good, it's not so good. And it's still not as good as the iPhone. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, I guess we're about at the end of the first hour. And Chris and Dave will be doing a demo here in just a moment. Guys, where can I find this? What is your demo called can you give me a it little is hint called, it's under ice cream freezer it's in the demos folder it's ice cream freezer it's the first one you come to it yeah it has june 12th on it okay because i've been messing around with the dropbox here and and now i really that did time of year that used to be fun on the fourth of july to get make homemade ice cream Good. And I'll be leaving you guys, but we'll catch you all next week. Okay, Jeff. We still have some in the freezer that we made Monday. You were so right, Chris. You were so right. I want to thank Chris, too, for coming in this first hour. It always makes it interesting. So, let's see here. Yeah, Chris has to put up with Linda this week. <laughs> has to put up with Linda. What we're going to do, this demo is about, what, 30 minutes? Is that yeah, correct? Right, yeah. That's right. Okay. So what I'm going to do before your demo, so we can, I will um, s- switch over here in just a moment. And, and we will... Play commercials and then come back out and play them at the end. Right. Yeah, we'll play. We'll do a commercial here, and and we'll do that, and we'll do this, and this is live radio, folks. I can only screw it up, and we'll go right into Chris and Dave's demo. It's kind of refreshing for summer, and everybody will be muted uh, while we're in the in the demo mode, but we will be back. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. 
two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hello, everyone. Today... We are making homemade ice cream. Because it's summer. Yeah, it's it's warming up and ice cream is great this time of year. Especially for me, I like to eat a lot of ice cream. So, anyway, uh, we are using our Breville electric ice cream freezer. And um, we had done a demo on this Oh, I don't know, a year or so ago. And so we thought we would, you know, uh, do an update on this thing. And and uh, this, we decided that we wanted some ice cream. And this would be a good time to talk about the freezer and the ice cream that we're going to make. So the first thing I'll do is let Chris uh, get my... I won't let her. She can do anything she wants to, but... Oh, good. Cool. <laughs> Chris will give you the some information about the product. This is a Breville, which is spelled B-R-E-V-I-L-L-E, Smart Scoop, which is two words, ice cream maker. The model number is B as in Bravo, C as in Charlie, I as in India, 600X... L. It is available from Amazon and also from Breville. It is a 1.5 quart ice cream maker. Um, should you want to talk to Breville about it, if you have any questions, it's one 273 8455 That's one They are open from 8 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. The price at Breville is uh, $469. The price at Amazon is uh, $349. So, you know, take your pick. 
super deal from Amazon. Now, just so you folks know, when you get one of these freezers, you don't just take it out of the box, plug it in, make your ice cream and turn it on uh, because it does have a compressor. And units that have a compressor should set without being plugged in on a level surface for, oh, I don't know, about 12 hours. Because uh, you can get an air block and then the compressor won't work. So, you know, just wait a little while, you know, after you get it, let it, let everything settle. And just have it on a table or someplace flat and let it do its thing. And then so that when you go to start it, you're not going to have any problems. So, when you take it out of the box, everything, it's only one, um, the unit is about 16 inches from side to side. It's about 10 inches from front to back and about 4 inches high. Nine inches. Um, nine inches high. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Now I'm going to take a good guess and say that as far as the weight is about 25 pounds. We didn't weigh it. G give or take a little bit. They're, they're chunky little things because of that built-in compressor. Yeah. Compressor is the weight of this thing. <clears throat> Now, with this unit on the table, of course, obviously, there's a power cord that sticks out of the back of the unit, but there's nothing on the very front of the unit itself except some uh, writing that goes across on the front of the unit. And then we'll start with... All the, all the controls are on top. Yeah. Everything is on top. So I'm going to start with the left-hand side on the top of the unit. And the, the first thing that I see is a, a lid. And on the lid, there's a little ring that sticks out. You can take a hold of it and stick your finger in there and turn the lid counterclockwise. <laughs> and they can, you can take the lid off helps not to turn it so fast. I almost dropped it. Anyway, <clears throat> once you have the lid off and you reach your hands down in, you're going to find a, uh, a little handle, you know, it's like a bucket, you know, with the round uh, wire metal handle. Now, <clears throat> that handle is attached to a bucket. And the bucket, that's where you put in your your, your stuff to make your ice cream. And right in the middle of the bucket, there is a shaft that's sticking up. It comes, it actually comes up through the bucket. And on the shaft is your paddles or flyers. A lot of people call them flyers. A lot of people, some people call them dashers. Dashers, they got all kinds of names for them. And it, they, this fits down over that shaft. You put it down into the into the bucket, and you just sort of turn it until it drops completely down and stops. 
And if you hear any crunching noises, the cat is having his lunch, <laughs> making a lot of noise. He was asleep when we started the demo, but he had to come out and get involved. Yeah. So the first thing you do is you, you take your, your bucket, you want to take that out of the freezer. So you're just going to lift up on the handle and take a hold of the handle and pull the bucket up out of the freezer. And that comes out, with, you'll see the shaft that's sticking up, and you'll see the flyer, dasher, or whatever you want to call the thing. The in book there. calls it a flyer. And um, <clears throat> then you, you would put the ice cream uh, mixture into this bucket. Even though we're going to chill the bucket, I would recommend pulling it out quick and filling it outside of the machine. Right. It's always a good idea to put, yeah. the, put the stuff in first. All right, now to, to put this bucket back into the machine, if, if I'm still looking at the where the bucket was. There's a great big round hole with a shaft sticking up. And on each side of that opening where the bucket was, you'll see a knot. Uh, well, it's a... It's a little opening on each side. Like a little cutout notch. Yeah, like a cutout notch. And there, there's one on each side. So what you do is you take the bucket and you start to drop it down into the freezer. You're gonna have a little resistance because yeah, it's, the it's air. tight. Uh, and you'll see on the side of the bucket where the handle is connected to the bucket, you'll feel little pieces of the handle sticking out on each side. And you're gonna line that with those the notch on each side inside the uh, inside the freezer where I said that those cutouts are. And just drop the bucket down in there, which it is now. When you want to put the lid back onto the bucket after you have all of your uh, ice cream and everything in there and you have the bucket back into the freezer, then you got to put the lid on. And so you're going to turn the lid so that the <clears throat> there's a the ring that I said, you know, you get a hold of when you take the lid off. And you when you put the lid onto the freezer, you turn it until it drops down flat onto the freezer. And then you take your fingers to the, on that ring, one hand on the, uh, on the little ring, the other hand on the top of the lid, and just turn it until it stops clockwise. The lid has in the center, there's a a uh, thing that ridge that sticks up and goes all the way across and that's because that lid opens half of that lid opens that's right so that's where that half of that lid is hinged or not really hinged but that's where it opens at now while your ice cream is making 
Uh, you might want to add some pineapple or some nuts, like pecans. Or, or M&M's or Reese's Pieces or peanut butter cups. or Whatever turns you on there cool to put stuff. into that ice cream while it's running. Some people even add gummy bears. Oh, yeah, well. I don't uh, think I would, but. I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, you take a hold of the ring and, and you lift up on the ring. And that part of the lid, it's, it would be about half, well, it is half of the lid, opens up and it hinges back against the other half. And that way you can pour whatever it is uh, you're going to pour in there, the nuts or whatever. So now I close the lid on the uh, machine. So now we're going to start from left to right, we're going to come over to the right side of where the bucket and the lid are on the freezer. And we will start with the top. Uh, let's see. It would be about halfway down. If you take your hands and you take them to the back of the machine and then move them forward. Uh, now we're on, on the, to the right of the, where the bucket is and the lid and we're going to bring them forward and we're going to see we're going to come to a row of buttons now <clears throat> the first button from the left this is from the uh, to the right of the bucket and this row of buttons the first one the one the row furthest away from you right so we could call that the top row, I guess. So the first button is up and manual. Now you can use this, if, if you have it in the manual mode, you can use the same button as an up arrow. The second button over from the left is down arrow and timer so it's down and timer the third button over from the left is pre-cool that pre-cools your bucket before you put your ice cream in it what we normally do is we normally put the ice cream in the refrigerator particularly if you make a kind you have to cook and get it cool but you also it helps to pre-cool the bucket as well. Okay, the next one over is keep cool. So like when the ice cream was done, you can press that button and your start, and that will just keep the ice cream cool without freezing it. Now the next button's over. There's... On the same row, there's a little a little button. It's a lot smaller than the other buttons we were just talking about. And that one is your Fahrenheit centigrade, centigrade button. And there's another little wee button right below it, directly underneath it. And that one, uh, this freezer plays music when the uh, ice cream is done. It kind of, some of the music kind of sounds like... It's not the same tune, but it's the same sound as some of the old-fashioned ice cream trucks had. It's kind of cool. Now, that takes care of the...
top row. Now bringing your hands towards you away from the top row, you'll find a great big digital display on here, which doesn't really help us a whole heck of a lot. We're not going to worry about it, but it's there for a sighted person. Or if you need to call Ira. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you could do that. And that, that one goes from left to right underneath that top row. And then down below that, we'll start... Uh, we'll find that bucket on, on, on the left-hand side on the top and bring our hands over to the right a little bit and come down. We will find a big button. And that big button is your power button. All right, now, the next button, oh, well, the next thing over is a knob. Now, this is, if you're using it manual, you got all kinds of settings, like you want to make lattes and all that kind of stuff. It's a hardness setting. Yeah, it's a hardness setting. And um, it does not stop. It clicks, but it doesn't stop. So what we're interested in is the ice cream setting. And, and what we have discovered was... Once you turn the knob until the last, to, till you get to the last setting over, which is ice cream, if you turn it anymore, it'll stay right where it is because that's the last setting. So the knob you, will turn. The knob will turn, but it, it doesn't stop. So if you just give it a, a spin, maybe one or two times, and make sure it's over all the way, you will be in the ice cream mode. There's a yogurt setting and the latte setting, things like that on there. Um, we're not really interested in that right now because all that is is the hardness of the ice cream. But you, in order to use that, you would have to figure out a way on this infinity knob to know where you are and that's going to be very difficult. Well, the only way what you can do is you can power it off. Turn it off. And if you're not sure, unplug it, plug it back in, and then when you turn it on, you could count the clicks. But anyway, um the next thing over is another round button and the round button is your start and pause button. So. Oh, show them the music first. Uh, the one thing that this thing does do is is it does play music. And I'll see if I can get this to do this. Uh, I'm going to turn the power button on. That's the, the first big round button towards you on the left to the right of the bucket. So I'll press that, and I'm going to come take my hands clear over to the right. On the, I'm going to go to the top row, and I'll see uh, one little button on the top row, and I want the button that's underneath it. And if I press it, when I press it again, that's just there's the a bell, another bell, off. off. Thank you. 
to where we started. That's we're back where to where we started. Now the first thing we're going to do is pre-cool this bucket so that the bucket is nice and cold, uh, actually, actually chilled, so that when you put your ice cream in, it doesn't take, it, it helps it to freeze a lot faster if the bucket is chilled. And this machine can do that. So I can press the keep cool button. No, pre-cool. Pre-cool button. And that is the third button over from the left on the top row. And that is in the keep cool, uh, the pre-cool mode. And that will let the, the bucket cool down. We're going to let that pre-cool for about 10 minutes. We want that bucket to be really cold. So we will be back in, in a few minutes. Okay, now I powered the unit off because the uh, bucket is cooled down. And uh, Chris is going to take the... Well, I'm attempting. Take a hold of the handle and pull it out, the bucket out. I just handed it to Chris. Okay, now I'm going to pour the ice cream. I'm coming over there. Oh, you're coming over here? I wasn't quite ready. I didn't know it was going to be ready that fast. <laughs> so I left it in the refrigerator so it could be in there as long as it could be. Okay, what I'm going to do... is I'm going to start pouring it in the bucket. I'm going to do it kind of slow. She's pouring it into the bucket. Okay. It's ready to go back in there. I didn't even spill any. Okay, I'm going to lay my recorder down. And uh, she, Chris has the bucket full. And I'm going to take the bucket over to the machine. And I'm going to put it down into the hole that we talked about. And I'm going to line my handles up to those two notches on either side and let that bucket drop down into place, which it did. Then... <clears throat> I'm going to put the lid onto the machine and I do that by placing the lid down onto the machine and turning it until I can feel it drop into place and then I'm going to take a hold one I have one hand on that ring that sticks out that you can stick your fingers into and the other hand on the top of the uh, ridge that goes across the lid and I'm going to turn it clockwise until it stops and it does it doesn't go very far no it doesn't turn very far maybe quarter of a turn if it's even that no I don't think it's even a quarter of a turn maybe an inch So, the first thing I'm going to do now is to turn, power
power the unit on, which it is. Now I'm going to come over here to this big knob that would be uh, the this row of the, with the two buttons and the knob uh, towards me. I'm going to take the top left button that turns the power on and I press that. And then I'm going to give this knob a spin. I didn't need to spin it that much, but I spun it because I know that it's at the end. And then I will press the start button, which is the last button over on the row that is towards me. See, we always use the auto set. So if you use the auto mode, you don't have to do much of anything. Um, it'll do it by itself. As long as you have it on the ice cream setting, it'll do just fine. And we never said, but we're making butter pecan. Butter pecan ice cream. So when it begins to get soft, we'll open that half a lid and slowly put the pecans in while the flyer's turning. Now this will probably take about 45 minutes or something like that because it's going to get that. It's got to get the ice cream good and cold. Now this is soft serve ice cream, kind of like Dairy Queen or McDonald's. McDonald's or so. We will. We'll be back when it's time to add the nuts. We will be back in a little bit. just checked it. I'm going to add the nuts. It is ready. It's been about 20 minutes. So I'm going to start slowly dropping the nuts in there. I have the lid open, which I just opened by pulling up the ring. I'm just grabbing small handfuls out of a bowl and just drizzling them down in there slowly.
think it's trying to tell us that the ice cream is finished. <laughs> I think we should press keep cool till we get the demo finished. Okay, yeah, I will press the uh, keep cool, which is one, two, three, four. Fourth button over, I believe. So I'll press that. Well, you may have to press start. Or power, rather. Okay, now it's on keep cool. So, uh, as you can hear, <clears throat> the uh, the thing has paused. And uh, <clears throat> one thing I want to... All right, already. Turn the tones off. <laughs> so... <clears throat> On each side of this freezer, down at the bottom, there's uh, cutouts at the bottom where you can use them for handles, one on the left and one on the right. So if you put your fingers up underneath uh, on the side of the freezer, you've got a handle on each side that you can hold on to. And the only other thing that I wanted to remind you folks of, do not, when you when you pull the bucket out of the freezer, out of the uh, ice cream freezer, do not take the flyer, dasher, uh, whatever you want to call it. The book calls it a flyer. Don't take that out until you empty that bucket, because if you do, that's going to leave a hole where that shaft came up through the bucket that holds the, the flyer. So you want to make sure you uh, definitely don't do that. You just have to take a medium-sized spoon and dip it out. Right. So I will have Chris give you the information about the product one more time. This is a Breville Smart Scoop. It's B-R-E-V-I-L-L-E. -L -L -E. The model number is B. CI600XL. It can be purchased from Breville for 400 and some odd dollars. I think I said 469. Their phone number is 1 866 273 8455. Or you can go to Breville.com, but in case you want to ask them some questions. They are open from 8 to 5 Pacific time. You can also purchase this item on Amazon for $3.49. And it does have free shipping, which is good because it's got a little bit of weight to it. Yeah, 25 to 30 pounds, so it, it's got a little bit of weight. Well, that about does it for this demo. <clears throat> if you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he can get a hold of us and we'll be more than happy to take care of business. Or you may call us during this live broadcast at... 646-558-8656 that's 646-558-8656 press pound when you're asked for the user ID enter I mean the meeting ID enter 848-725-450 the meeting ID once again is 848-725-450 when you're asked for the user ID press pound 
one more time and you will be in the room with us. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo. And now we're going to go eat ice cream. Hey, we're back with some ice cream in hand, right? <laughs> uh, I want a cone. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what. Hey, Bill in Chicago. Bill and Chris. Can I say something? Bill and Chris? Or Chris? Bill in Chicago. You guys did a great demo, but I still like the old-fashioned hand crank. I have an electric one now where you put the ice in the bucket, and I can make, ice, I can make a whole thing ice cream in about 30 minutes. Once yeah, we used, crazy, to, we used but, to do that. But the thing, yeah, it was a thing we used to do when I was a kid. We did big family gatherings, and we had a dairy farm, so we used real cream on our ice cream, and we'd make many work from 15 to 20 freezers full at a time. But yeah. we don't have any kids here to crank for us. <laughs> oh, well, you can, you can buy electric ones to do the same thing. I oh, I know you can. No, that, that was, that was a good demonstration. Them. That was a good demonstration, but I just said I'm still the old-fashioned way. I like to put the ice in the bucket. You know, yeah, we, we used to do that every New Year's <laughs> Eve because uh, my sister, her birthday was New Year's Day, and my mother's birthday was New Year's Eve. So oh, okay. they both liked homemade ice cream. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to go down and get ice off the crick. And then, oh, yeah, that you could, right, yeah. Uh-huh. And then haul it up there and then put it in the ice cream freezer and then take turns cranking it. That 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 was what the fun was. Right. Well, when I was a kid, we used to buy the big blocks of ice and we'd have to break them up. Remember the ice man used to come with the big blocks of ice? You oh, guys yeah. remember those? Well, we didn't, well, where I live, we didn't have one of those. Well, we, we, when I was a kid, my grandparents didn't have a, a, a regular refrigerator. She had an ice box where you get the big block ice and put it in the top. And, and, there you uh, go. But we'd go buy these big blocks of ice, and we'd chop them all up inside of uh, big burlap bags, you know, the, for the feed and that. And then you pour it in the ice maker. And like I say, we'd make anywhere from 15 to 20, 20 freezers a night. Oh, there this, you go. Uh, family together. Of course, we had about 50 or 60 people there, but still. <laughs> and there was none left when we left either. Uh, how much ice cream does that make, guys? <laughs> how much does that make? Good at time, a quart Dave. and a half. A quart and a half. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't seen any big ones with the compressors built in, although there probably are some commercial ones out there. But, boy, they would be really heavy. Yeah, it's heavy enough as it is. Well, we'll we acknowledge your raised hand in just a second here. How do they do it at McDonald's? Do they... I mean, they don't make it fresh right there on the spot, but like our Dairy Queen, where the ice cream is soft and things like that. Yeah, they, they, they have actually have ice cream makers there, ice cream machine commercial type things. Oh, I was going to hey, say. Bill, I can answer that question for you. Okay. My my aunt worked with a lady when she retired. They had an ice cream truck that made that. And what it is that they got this powder stuff they pour in one side, and then they have water they pour in the other side. And then when they push the button, it mixes and freezes it because the temperature inside that machine is about, I don't know, somewhere around 20 below zero. So that's how they get that instant uh, soft freeze ice cream. It's actually a powder. (laughs) And the powder back years ago, I know we're back in the the early 60s, they could buy 20 pounds of powder for $10. And they just added water to the other side, just regular well water or tap water to the other side. And then they sold the cones for 25 cents a piece. And one twenty one one thing of um, powder would make something close to eight thousand cones. 
So it, it was it was a good money maker. And and Christmas and the ice cream man, the old fashioned ice cream man. I have one comes by every day. It's just five thirty. Okay. There you times. go. Right. That's that's what yep. we call the swans man now. Yeah, well, yeah, well, this is not swan. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call the swan. He, name. he makes he makes soft he makes soft freeze cones, and you can also buy bars and and uh, ice cream, all that kind of stuff too. I but, used to get those for a few cents, and now, whoa, I don't even know what. Hate to think what the price would be. Well, a cone now is about. I think it's the last time I bought one was about two bucks. Wow. Good, so. good stuff. Uh, let's see. We did have a hand raised. Was it Joe or Ellen? I'm not looking at the phone queue. Chris, were you looking at the phone queue? Yeah. Me... yeah. Uh, I think it's Joe, it's isn't it? Joe, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Hi, yeah, this, this, this is Joe here in Albuquerque. I, I just wanted to say that Exciting Life of Joe Sorensen, Volume 1, is now available. Audio is available on the podcast on TalkShop. So we're moving, moving on and on and forward. Okay, so that was volume one. Aren't you working on volume two of the book? Yeah, volume two will be published somewhere around the end of June or early early July. We we want to get that done before we go to the uh, ACB convention. So volume two will take you up to what age? Actually, to 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 the present. Uh, originally, we were going to do three volumes. But because this is self-published under Author House and certain pressures, marketing pressures we have from the publishers, we uh, decided just to finish everything up in, in in volume two, and that would be the end of the book. <laughs> that would be the end of the book. So you're gonna you're gonna wrap it up here in just a little bit, right? Don't do anything right. exciting after June, then, Joe. Right? Uh, won't be in the book. It'll be even more exciting now. <laughs> so the first book was what your first eight years, right? Right. <laughs> right. So the, right. the next book should be a tremendously big book if it's from eight to your present age. We kind of we kind of made things concise. It, it'll be about the same size as as the first one with actually the rest of my life. You know, you know how they do it, reader side yes style. We had we had to, we had to condense some things because we are actually in a hurry to make the uh, uh, publication that way and 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 be done with with that with the. Uh, with the whole book, but it is still it is it is still gripping. The unusual thing about this book is is text and poetry. We actually sliced some poems in there. Then you'd say in the poem, and then a text continued because I I started writing poems in October of 2015, and it is it, because of Garrison Keeter, the writer's almanac. When I when I was in school, I I, I hated poetry. They that everything has to rhyme, but being a subscriber to the writer's almanac, I thought this is a poem. Heck, I could write poems. So we had uh, to do what you had to do. Yeah. Well, Joe, let's see. I think we've got a couple other callers. I must get to. Um, Chris, was there another caller in the queue? Um. I don't think so. Not that I saw. I'll look again in a second. But Linda's had some of the ice cream. Oh, Linda probably liked that ice cream, didn't she? Well, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she probably did. did. Um, 
you know, she liked that ice cream. I don't, it's been a long time since I've had homemade ice cream. Does this actually taste like homemade ice cream, Chris? Sure oh, yeah, it does. It's very good. Where do the we recipes say, come from? Did they send you a book, Chris, with the recipes, or how do you get those? Um, I got them off the web and kind of tweaked them a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We've made butter pecan, chocolate, vanilla. Tea berry. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, pineapple. Peach, pineapple. We eat a lot of we eat a lot of ice cream. Oh, hey, just a consumer note. We talked about this a couple weeks ago here, and it's kind of related to the same thing, just a little bit, stretching a little bit. But the George Foreman Grill we got at Walmart probably will be going back. Um, it's one of these. I did enjoy the ice cream, by the way. Did you? Oh, good. There she is. There she is. <laughs> Good, Linda enjoyed that. But anyway, this Foreman Grill is going to go back because it just has one knob on it that slides to the right to increase the heat. But then, for whatever reason, there's a button on the side, and if the the grill gets even moved a little bit or anything happens, the plate falls down while you're cooking. And that's not a real good thing to have that hot plate fall when you're cooking. Plus, the little thing on the bottom that holds the grease, even though it snaps in, it's so small, it doesn't hold all the grease. So I'd give this one a bust in the fact that you can't actually, the only way to turn it off is to unplug it. So is, well, is that um, a, a, a flaw with the, all the grills, or you just happen to get a lemon? No, that's the flaw with, with all of those grills. model, the way it's made, it would be a flaw with all of them because the, uh, there's little buttons on the side that you push one of them to unlatch the plate, and it pushes so easy that if it even hits the side of the stove or anything, it will push that button, and you don't know it until wow. you open the grill and the plate falls down. No, it's I, it's fifty bucks, not well spent, in my opinion. That would be the economy model, yeah, <laughs> whatever they call it. You're just really. Well, and I don't like anything that you can't turn all the way off. I mean, you have to unplug this one because even if the the slide is all the way to the left, it's not really off. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 are, the, are you getting a free replacement bill, or, or what are you doing? Is that no, you I'll, a, I'll trade it back in, get my money, and go find something else. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't replace that with the same thing. I know the flaws of no, that. No, 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 no. It was, it was in Walmart. Usually, pretty good about that. Um, you know, but it it just wasn't the type that you would probably want to to do the. To do your job because you can't even tell when it totally heats up or and it, you know, because Chris, you, Chris had the uh, recipe. recipe. Uh, Let me see what time it is here. Yeah, look, go ahead and give us a recipe and then we'll do some spots. This recipe is for the butter pecan ice cream that we made. And this is the one that I tweaked a little bit. I used two pints of heavy whipping cream. One, you can use one-fourth to one-half cup of brown sugar, one tablespoon of butter, one-fourth to one-half cup of chopped pecans, one to, teaspoons, two, one to two teaspoons of vanilla extract, whatever your preference is. You place the, one of the pints of whipping cream in a saucepan and add the sugar and the butter, and you mix it together over low, low heat. You stir it until the mixture just starts to bubble around the edges. Remove it from the heat and let it cool some. 
And when it gets close to room temperature, you add your other pint of cream and your vanilla. You place it in the refrigerator for several hours or overnight. You want it to be cool when you put it in your in your bucket. And when it's cold, transfer it to an ice cream maker and follow the directions on your ice cream maker. Ours says to pre-cool the bucket, so we pre-cooled the bucket for, I think, 10 minutes. And then I poured it in there. And when it gets 20 to 30 minutes into the freezing process, or when it begins to thicken, you would want to add your nuts then. And I just drop them in a few at a time because you don't want to drop them in all at once because they might get tangled up in one of the flyers. So you just finish freezing it, and it's really good. And I did not realize this, but a lot of what gives butter pecan ice cream its flavor seems to be brown sugar. Oh, well, that gives a lot of things good flavor. Going to take a quick break here, Chris, for just a moment. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. She really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey, let's do lunch. <laughs> let's do some lunch. Well, what today we, we, to? we ordered Little Caesars pizza. You finally got it to work and everything worked? Yes, I got it to work by changing my delivery time. You know, they give you that half-hour window, and I had picked 11.30 to 12. As soon as I changed it from 11.45 to 12.15, it worked. Oh, well, there you go. That works. We we, we must have our food. That's right. And, and Little Caesars is... Actually, I didn't think it would be very good pizza, but I had some down in Florida, and it was actually excellent. I like uh, them because they have the thin crust. Yeah, I don't... 
that's one of the days. One of the things we've got coming up on a future coffee club, I wonder how you guys would like to play trivia. And it'll be different categories, different different things. We've got a guy going to come in and be the trivia host, and we're going to play some trivia. I don't know anything, though. But it's going to be fun. Um, anybody got anything exciting coming up this week? I know, Chris, you're about to go home, aren't you? Well, not quite. Not um, quite. <clears throat> we're going to, well, I will be on, uh, be able to be on All Things Radio tomorrow night from here. Um, and then uh, today, as I said, we're going out with uh, Doug and Chris Hunzinger and uh, then and, and Connie, Kit and Connie, that you hear on a lot of the shows here on The Legend. And uh, we're doing that tonight. And as I say, we've got, got to get home for that Bruins game. And, and boy, oh boy, uh, Miss A and those things are great. I just say I uh, played 98.5 the sports hub and I'm, I could be sitting in my living room. It's perfect. So, uh, you know, you don't have to say, well, I got to listen to the blues feed because it's on Camel X and I can't. I remember coming down here. I've been coming down here, of course, since Linda and I got married. And, you know, you'd struggle to get a ball game or whatever. And, you know, this is wonderful, just like being home. Then on Friday, we're going out with uh, Shelly and her husband, Larry, that you sometimes hear on the Sports Lounge. And uh, we're going to go out with them. And it's going to be Kathy's and my uh, 11th anniversary. And we're going to this place called the Pleasure Bar, which is a nice Italian restaurant. Today, we're going to the Hofbrau House. And that is an interesting place. It's German food. And they have uh, about every 20 minutes, they have like a, a German toast that the staff comes out and sings or shouts or does something. But there's also the quiet room. So I think we're going to try to get into the quiet room so we can hear the toast in the other room, but we will, we'll be able to still talk and so forth. And then on Saturday is the graduation uh, party for our, our other grandson, David. We had Thomas's this past Saturday, and then David's is this coming Saturday at, at our daughter Beth's house. And then on Sunday, we fly home. It's going to be kind of early. It's a 1037 flight get in supposedly at 12 11 but i will be home bill in time to take my notes and get prepared for the show so we should be back to normal for uh sports on so i won't have to have uh, won't have to pay uh, perry double like we had to last right week i mean you know perry he he's so expensive it's very hard to it is perry perry is a high-priced dude you know right. really he's a very high maintenance oh, that, very... uh, that two times zero is it's really expensive. Oh, it's, yeah. it's tough, Tim. You get that right. Boy, that runs into money. It runs oh, into money, Chris, Tim. Can I ask Chris, are you in St. Louis, Chris? No, I'm in Pittsburgh. Oh, I thought you were, because you said Hopra House. Or I've been I've been to one. There is one in St. Louis. Ah, okay. You'll enjoy Yeah, we don't have any. Anything. If, it, if yeah. it's like the Hopra House I've been, you'll really enjoy the food. Where yeah, I don't say? know if it's the kind of restaurant that's around, like, in different cities. We don't have one in, in Boston. Um, we, we had a place that I think is now closed called Jacob Worth that was a German place. It was right down in the theater district. I'm not sure if that's the I think I heard it was closed. But um, the Hofbrau House, is it sort of, you guys know if it's like a chain sort of like, um, oh, uh, what do you call it? You know, the ones where you just have one of them in a given city, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's many around. But yeah. I know there's, um, there, there, and the one in Chicago is Burgoff. Oh, Berghoff's yeah, good. Berghoff's I've ate there before. Great. Ate there yeah, before. Yeah, but like I, what I was go. saying, it was like the Hard Rock Cafe. You know, there's Hard Rock Cafe X, you know, whatever city you're in. and uh, you know. Right. But but this place is very good. We've we've been there a couple, couple three times. It's very good. Well, you say hello to Doug for us. Oh, we, we will. We, we always have fun. And um, I don't know if uh, we haven't talked to them, whether they're going to the convention. Of course, that's our... Then we come home for two and a half weeks, and on the 4th of July, we fly to uh, Rochester for the mm-hmm. convention. And we'll be there, of course, from the 4th to the 12th. And uh, 
that's going to be fun. It'll be, you know, just a quick flight, an hour and a half for us and a nonstop. So many people, one of the problems ACB has been having, so many people have had trouble getting there. Linda was saying there isn't even a direct flight from Pittsburgh to Rochester. Now that there's no more U.S. Air, you know, it's not a U.S. Air hub or anything here. Uh, there were a lot more nonstops in those days. Uh, now there aren't. So that's a problem for people. Is there a certain piece of technology that you're looking forward to seeing at the convention this year? I don't know. See, I'm not really, I, I am one of these people, I, I don't really go to the exhibits. I, I have to uh, watch out. Kathy does, so we have to see what happens. But no, I'm, I'm not really, I'm sort of a technology uh, slowpoke. I, you know, have my stream and we, uh, love Miss A and all that other stuff. But, you know, and eventually we may get into iPhones or, or other things. Maybe when I retire and I have more time to learn how to do stuff. But when you're working 40 hours a week, I, I just don't really want to put a whole lot more on my plate other than doing the things that I do for fun, you know? So, but I, I'm not a, a technology, you know, Luddite. I'm certainly willing to maybe learn some more stuff, but I don't know exactly when that'll be. But I've, I've enjoyed what I have learned, and uh, we'll see as time goes on. Oh, it's fun, you know, but to your, what it is. And someone said you weren't going to retire until you were at least 75. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, it's it's you take every, every, one day at a time, and uh, you know it's been it'll be 43 years in September since I've been there, and uh, I've had a good time, and I'm still having a good time. And working at home has been wonderful, especially like in the winter. Now we had a big thing up the last couple of days uh, in Boston. We of course each morning listen to WBZ, see what's going on at home. They had a big derailment on the red line, which is the line I would have used to go to work, and I'm happy to be down here. When I go in now, I have more stuff to bring, so I. I'm taking our paratransit, but um, so I haven't actually used the subway since last August. It's very strange for somebody who used it every day for over 50 years. But um, just because I have to bring bring things back and forth, I haven't been doing that. But either way, it uh, that Boston has really been messed up by this, and uh, you know they've had they said they've had 43 derailments in the last five years. So wow. they've got to really do something about some of this stuff, operator error or speed or I don't know what. And they'll, they'll, um, and there's a fare increase coming up in uh, in. Um, in July, and actually, uh, Tim, if you want to play Charlie on the MTA, that might be a good idea today. Because I mean, people are really mad because we've got a fair increase coming up, and uh, in the meantime, there's accidents. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, speaking of that, it's almost time for Tim. I want to thank everybody for participating this morning. You always make the social very, very interesting. Chris, you and Linda have a good time today, and Kathy. Yep, we will. We will. And um, we'll talk to all of you. Congratulations. Okay, thank you. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon.